Welcome to Content Etc, a podcast to help you work through the challenges of marketing your creative small business. I'm your host, journalist and copywriter Michelle Gately from Word by Word Storytelling. I want to help you feel really excited about the content marketing process so you can feel confident in it and know that it's not just something else to cross off your to-do list. I'm all about the gentle and sustainable growth, so if you're after quick hacks and one-size-fits-all templates, then this is not the place for you. My mission is to help you create content marketing that's actually interesting, feels and sounds authentic, not just like a sales robot, and has just a little sprinkle of strategic magic. I want to help you feel really great about your content so that you can show your dream clients why you're their perfect match. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to Content Etc. Today we are continuing the mini series all about SEO, but instead of going over more boring technical stuff, we're going to dive into blogging. Now, I am a big fan of blogging, although I have been a little bit slack recently because it turns out doing a podcast and a blog is kind of hard. So I've been focusing my time on the podcast, but I have a deep love of blogging and it can be so helpful in your business. But I know that it can sometimes feel a bit tricky to know what to talk about. It seems a little bit more daunting to write longer things than you would for say an Instagram caption. And so I think sometimes that could be a bit of a stumbling block for a lot of us, myself included. Sometimes I feel like I have no ideas. But today I wanted to share some different types of blog posts because it might inspire you a little bit to try something new. And I think you'll find actually that if you pick the right topic, it's not hard to get at least 500 words out of it, which is really the sort of minimum that you need for SEO. And it's much better to write something that is short and good quality than really long and really rambly. So don't worry if your blog post is on the shorter side as well. They don't all have to be thousands of words long. So we're a few episodes into the series now and we've looked at what the basics of SEO are and I've shared some tips for getting started again with your website SEO if you feel like you've been neglecting it for a while and then how you can continue to keep growing and getting more visible online and one of the best ways to do that is through blogging. So I'm not going to bore you today by talking about how amazing blogging is. You know that already. Instead, like I said, we're going to talk about some different types of bloggings and hopefully this gives you some inspiration. I've tried to include some different types of examples for each type of post as well to get your creative juices flowing. So number one, answer questions. This is the first type of blog post because we are talking about SEO in this series. So it makes sense to start with writing the type of posts that are more likely to get you found on Google. And that is by addressing an issue, answering a question that your potential clients are searching for. How do you do this? Well, one of the ways that you can find those questions apart from asking your audience, is to look at the website Answer the Public. Um, I will include a link to that in the notes, of course, but this can be a great place to start um, to get those ideas of what people are searching for because 
the responses that you will get in Answer the Public are based on real searches and often they will be worded in a way of asking questions. So it can be a lot easier to come up with ideas and responses to that I've found than just having a topic and then trying to think of what the question might be where you're working backwards a little bit. So the other thing you can do, of course, is brainstorm the questions that you get asked most frequently from clients. Um, even the questions that you had yourself when starting out in your, your niche or your industry and things that you were Googling. So for example, mine would be around SEO. Like what is SEO? How do I get started improving my SEO? All that sort of stuff is stuff that I get asked and stuff that I had questions about when I started and that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this series. So with these posts, as with all your blog posts actually, try and get really specific when you're answering the question. So you wanna go deep on this, it's not just an Instagram caption, you wanna have like 500 to 600 words of content and you're gonna break up your answer with subheadings and sections and stuff like that. And we're gonna talk a little bit more in the next episode about what exactly an SEO friendly blog post looks like. So come back next week for more on that. But let me give you some examples for questions to answer. So I've actually done these as what the person could do rather than a question. But a wedding photographer could create a blog post about the key shots to get on your wedding day. Because I can imagine someone typing in, you know, what shots to get on your wedding day or something like that. A personal trainer could share a list of the must-have equipment for at-home workouts. You know, something along the lines of like, what's the most versatile equipment that I can have for a home workout? What's the one thing I need for an at-home workout? Something like that is what someone might be searching. So addressing that through a list of equipment could be really helpful, especially if your business is the sort that does online training and focuses on working out at home. Like that would be absolutely perfect. These types of blog posts are a great place to start if you're getting back into blogging for your business or you're sort of new to blogging for your business because I think that you'll probably find these a lot easier to write when you're answering a question uh, than some of the others that involve a bit more research. And once those blog posts are up there as well, not only will they slowly start attracting more viewers through SEO, they're also going to be a great resource for people that you can email them to. So if you're getting inquiries about your services and you've written something about that, you can point people to that and that can be super helpful as well. The next type of blog post is to tell a story or share a strong opinion from your experience in your business. So this type of post actually isn't going to be the best for SEO but it is going to help nurture your audience and communicate your brand values, which I think is just as important as growing traffic. A really easy place to start with this kind of more personal post, for example, is the story of your business. How did you get here? Why do you do what you do? The trick with this kind of post is to identify the emotions that you're going to tap into and make sure that there's something that your audience can relate to because your audience might not have had the exact same experiences as you, but there are emotions that we can all relate to no matter what we've gone through in life. Things like exhaustion or shame or happiness or passion, those things we can all tap into. 
With this post as well, you want to make sure you bring your business values in and make sure you're sharing something that will matter to your audience. So it's not just a nice story to you, but what's sort of the moral of the story for your audience or what's the thing that you want them to take away from this? When you do this sort of post as well, you probably will naturally include keywords relating back to your niche. Uh, but you know, you also don't need to go overboard with the optimization beyond making sure it's readable and broken up with subheadings and the things that we're going to talk about in the next episode, uh, just because it's more about sharing your story with your people and people who maybe who already found your website through search and want to know a little bit more about the person behind the business. Something that would be especially useful here is if you have created a product or a service that is filling a gap that you saw in the market and felt inspired to change. Something like that could be really, really great to read. So some examples here, a business coach specializing in helping people streamline their businesses could share a personal story about burnout or hustle culture. An artist could share their process for developing their artwork and explain how their personal life influences their work. So on to the third type of blog post, and this is to share a lesson. This is another one that can be quite an easy blog post to write because it's a little bit more personal and it's more for that nurturing content rather than the search content. But you could also break it up into a list, which would be much more consumable. Again, the focus should be on sharing your brand values and nurturing your audience, but you will also be able to work in keywords and format the post in a way that ticks all the boxes for Google. So you can weave in your personal story and experiences, but the focus really should be on your audience and giving your readers plenty of easy wins and takeaways here because that's going to make for a much more valuable post and give insight into your brand as well. So some examples here, I've actually sort of written like a kind of a draft headline sort of thing just to give you an idea. Things like what I learned when I went full time in my business or what this failed launch taught me, or what I wish I'd known about designing my own website. Those are things where you can bring in your personal experiences, but it's not all your personal experiences. There's a lot that you can frame in a way that is really helpful for your audience, especially if you're sharing stuff so they don't have to go through the same process you did and they can learn from your mistakes. So The next type of blog post is tutorials and how-to guides. Now we're back to ones that are really, really great for SEO. So these are quite similar to answering a question post, but they can be quite fast for you to write and they can do well in search. The key here is picking a really specific tutorial or a really specific how-to, something that your audience genuinely wants to know, and then basically stepping your readers through the problem and focus on easy wins again. And you could do something really, really small, or you could go much bigger and do like an ultimate guide to starting your own blog, for example, that could be two or 3,000 words long with all the steps involved. It's up to you how involved you want to be with this, and there's a lot of flexibility there. So some examples, 
a copywriter like myself, I could write a tutorial about how to set up your email marketing welcome sequence. And I could make that even more specific by making it about a particular platform. So there could be, I could even do two posts, one about what to write in your email welcome sequence and another that steps you through the actual processes of doing that on a specific platform. A shop that's selling eco-friendly products for the home could do a tutorial using one of their best sellers, especially if it's something like those, uh, I've seen those washing ball things, the little wooden ball things that you can put in your wash. And I've always looked at them, but been like, oh, I don't really know how I would use them. Like, how would they wash my clothes and all that sort of stuff? Like, how do they actually work? If you have something that is a little bit more experimental, you could use that in a tutorial sort of way to to get people used to using this product that you're selling or you could also in this case the the eco-friendly brand could also show people how to make their own homemade cleaning products so while that might not necessarily lead to sales straight away it's something that could do well on search that could introduce people to the brand and to the business and genuinely be quite helpful and aligns with their values And final example here, a shop selling stationery could have a post on how to plan out your week featuring one of their week planners. So another one here that is really great for SEO and quite easy for you to write as well is a sort of roundup or top tip style post. Again, you want to be super specific with this. You want to do your keyword research and make whatever you're sharing with your audience an easy win for them. So something I love in the roundup section is a gift guide. This I spoke about in the episode with Christmas ideas. Gift guides are so helpful and I would say a staple for any product-based business blog. It's a super easy way to show off your products. And if you're a small business, it's a great way to network with other small businesses if you're including them. Um, But especially coming up to Christmas, you could do guides that are specifically for like Secret Santa gifts that are cheaper. You could do different gift guides for different events that relate to what you sell in business, whether that's like Mother's Day or Father's Day or things like that. And it's the sort of post that you can just update and tweak year on year and you will hopefully continue to see traffic from it. So some other examples of roundup posts could be the software that you couldn't run your business without or the best books you've read on X subject or the best advice that you've ever heard about this part of your industry or the best podcast about something. So you can see it's sort of taking an easy win for you, but also an easy win for your readers because they get lots of information in a relatively short wrap up. And the key here as well is keeping it pretty short. So you want to include links to things, you want to make it just like a paragraph, and you want to include lots of subheads that break it all up so people can scan, especially if it's like a list of books or something like that. Some people might not want to read your description of it, they might just want to see the list, for example. And actually one of the best uh, blog posts that I had on my old domain before I rebranded was the five top tips that I got from the book On Writing by Stephen King. And it was literally just me pulling out some of my favorite quotes, writing a little bit about them. And that continued to grow and grow and grow with SEO. And that really shocked me. But something that is that specific can be so helpful for your website. 
I actually haven't put it back up on my website because it doesn't really relate to what I do now in content marketing, but it was great when I was doing more book related things. And the final blog post type is one that's going to take a little bit of work and it's not always great for SEO in terms of getting you on page one of Google, but it is a sort of blog post that's going to help your audience build trust. And that is especially true if it doubles as a testimonial. So the final blog post type is a business case study. And what I would say for this is it's something that's going to, like I said, take a lot more time to write. But if you have got a client that you've helped, for example, if you're a service-based business especially, you could pick one or two key problems your case study was facing and explore how this made them feel or the effect it was having on their business. And then you can transition into the solution. You can break this down into a few different sections and focus on how your audience could use this advice and apply it to their own situation. Of course, you want to mention your own products and your own services in there, especially if it's a case study from a past client. But you also want to give people enough stuff that they can go away and have some small wins on their own without you, but that they can also see the potential of working with you. You may have noticed that I've done a couple of case study episodes on the podcast and you know, these aren't past clients that I'm doing these with. These are people where I want to share their business story and I find their business really interesting or I like the way they're approaching things and I want to share that with my audience. So that's the way I do that through an interview. But you could do the same thing in a blog post where you, it just going to, it's, it just takes a little bit more from you to maybe sit down and have the conversation with the person and then write it up as a bit more of maybe like an essay sort of thing, but you want to use their words as well. And you could do this if you send out testimonial feedback forms and people give you quite a lot of information. You could ask if they're okay with you turning that into a blog post, for example. So some examples of this as I mentioned before already, you can tell your client's story and work with them in a bit of a collaborative way to share that story, whether that's by getting them to fill out a testimonial form and then showing them a draft of the blog post. This is actually gonna be really helpful for their SEO as well because it gives them some off-page links back to their website and it's gonna boost your credibility with your audience by giving you those extra testimonials that you can link to on your page. You could interview a small business owner in your industry that you admire. And this is what I've been doing recently, looking at people who approach business in the same way I do and then asking them to share their story. Or, and this one is going to take a lot more research and sort of referencing and probably like wouldn't be my preference, but you could take a big business problem and break it down as a case study. Maybe look at what you would have done differently, for example. So let's recap those different types of blog posts again. So first up, answer questions, using something like answer the public to give you those uh, specific questions that people are asking. Number two, tell a story or share a strong opinion from your experience in business. Number three, share a biggest lesson or a couple of different lessons. Number four, create a tutorial or a how-to guide related to something that you sell or something that your ideal client is struggling with before they work with you. 
Number five, you can create a roundup with lots of resources or links to other things or in sort of a gift guide way if you're a product-based business. And number five, you can create a business case study by sharing a testimonial. Now, a few extra tips I want to add here that I've sort of been sharing throughout my favorite things to share about blog posts. First of all, always plan before you start. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in next week's episode. But if you plan things out beforehand, rather than just sitting down to write in your website, blogging section it's going to make your life so much easier partly because you're not going to be staring at a blank page and also it's going to give you time to edit your thoughts and make sure that there's a bit more clarity there which you'll know by now is a key part of writing for search. I also always love adding personal stories and examples from my life and my work because that helps build personal connection and show that you are the person behind your brand. Storytelling is so powerful as small businesses, especially because people want to buy from other people and your power as a small business is that you aren't a big corporation. So don't try and sound like one. And when it comes to writing the way that you sound, write the way you talk. Don't get hung up on sounding too professional. Honestly, it's overrated and people want to know you. They don't want the like Sue from Sales sanitized version of like robotic what you think you should be writing on your website because it's professional. They want a real person. And one of the easiest ways to sort of get your words out if you're finding actually writing is a struggle is to use a transcription service or to record something and then play it back later. Or even i quite like just getting my journal out and writing out my thoughts and then coming back to it later because once I've got those messy thoughts down I can find a bit more clarity in what I actually want to say. So I hope that this has given you some inspiration for your blog posts. If this has got your brain firing and you're coming up with ideas and you publish some blog posts please do let me know I would absolutely love to read them. So you can either send me an email hello at wordbywordstorytelling.com or you can send me a DM on Instagram where I am at word by word storytelling. I would absolutely love to see the blog posts that you come up with. I really want to cheer you on with them. Before you do go and write them though, you might want to stay tuned for next week's episode because I am breaking down exactly what a SEO friendly blog post looks like. All the elements that you need to have to make sure that your blog ticks all the boxes for Google and gives you the best chance of ranking in the future. So that's going to be coming next week to sort of wrap up our SEO series. So I hope you'll join me for that too. I hope you found this series helpful so far and I hope it's made you a little bit more inspired and helped you feel like it's a little bit more within your grasp than maybe you thought it was before. This series was inspired by a question from a listener. So If you have a question about marketing, it can be about SEO, it can be about blogging, emails, marketing in general, podcasting, anything like that. There is a link to submit your own question to the podcast through a Google form. So you can click on that link in the show notes and you will be able to submit your question for me to answer on a future episode. 
And in the show notes, you will also find a link to my Christmas sales content prompts. So these are perfect to get your Christmas promotional stuff sorted on social media or on your emails or even in your blog posts. And there are prompts in there for service-based businesses and product-based businesses and some bonus content prompts for sort of nurturing your audience if you're not wanting to sell anything. So there is a link to that. You can get that for free in your inbox. And I would absolutely love to see what you create. So I hope you'll join me again for the next SEO episode in this mini series. And I'll be back in your feed next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Content Etc. If you head over to wordbywordstorytelling.com forward slash blog, you'll find a blog version of this episode. There'll be links to anything I've mentioned in this episode in the show notes on your podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by tagging me in your stories on Instagram, where I'm at wordbywordstorytelling. And let me know what your biggest takeaway is from this episode. If you know someone who would enjoy listening to the show, please tell them about it. Word of mouth is still one of the most powerful forms of podcast recommendation. Make sure you're following the podcast to get the next episode as soon as it drops.